wish um, that you knew how funny Brittany is off air. Not on and air. And obnoxious. <laughs> oh, I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> At least we can agree on something. We do. We totally agree. Um, I just saw the funniest little meme. And it said, how do I do my taxes? Like everybody asking that. Yep. And then it says public schools. Shut up in square dance. (laughs) (laughs) Did you learn square dancing in school? Okay. Of course you did. Okay. Well, I'm older than both of you by by a little bit. Shut up. And we had at Mrs. Palin's house on Summit Avenue. Mm -hmm. So we had like, um, I want to say it was maybe fifth grade. Yeah. And I went to school on the corner, basically, of Snelling and Summit in St. Paul, and it was called Immaculate Heart of Mary, mm-hmm. IHM, and it was a parochial Catholic school. And um, we had these, we'd go to these houses. Mm-hmm. So we went to Mrs. Palin's house, and she taught us how to square dance. We yeah. went to Mrs. Aaron's house, and she may have taught us square dancing, too, and maybe I felt like we made little cakes or something. <laughs> But we'd go to these little houses. I mean, everyone was involved in teaching the children. I love and, this. I know, love like the skill sets they thought we were going to need. Do do promenade. But we would do that all the time. Um, I, I mean, I had two big memories. I remember like the dance one. I was like, we always had to partner up with a guy, and if you didn't pick a guy, they'd pick one for you. And if the numbers were off, you'd have to end up as a girl-girl couple. Um, and that was like mortifying for some sure. stupid reason, yeah, you course. know, like just cause you don't want to be not picked, not, right. not, not, not yeah, have any sort of saying on that. But then another thing we had to do at Stillwater, um, uh, junior high, uh-huh. they had a pool. Oh yeah. Swimming. So that means so we. in a, what I mean, maybe in a 55 minute period, we had swimming, we had to get into a swimming suit, do like two activities in the swimming pool, get out. Take a shower and get back in normal clothes. I mean, I can't. If you told me I have 55 minutes to do all of the things that they pretended like we could do. (laughs) Also, just quickly want to throw my body into a crevasse of like boiling water because the idea that I'm letting human other my classmates see me in a swimming suit. That seems to me insane. But, you know, it. uh, yeah, I know we all had swimming. Not everybody. I bet you didn't. Grant, did you have swimming? Oh, I had swimming with my mom. Absolutely. No, with your mom, but in school. Oh, in school. No, we didn't have a pool. No. No. I didn't have it at the Catholic school. I had it at the public school. I had never had swimming. Never. Yeah, most schools don't have swimming because most schools don't have a pool. I we're, think our school did, but we had to use like St. Louis Park School right. or pool right. or something like that. But we had His, swimming. Our Benel boy over there. Yeah, but we I, didn't have a pool. Mm-hmm. That was the one heck thing I was. My parents got married when I when we lived in Stillwater, and we had we moved to uh, Mendota Heights and went to Henry Sidley. It was yes. the one positive about it all. They didn't have a pool. It was two positives. I got a closet in my room. Nice, love that for big, me. Big deal. Big deal. And I had there was no more pool <laughs> swimming <laughs> in junior high. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. Oh, I'm Lordy, so glad we had this talk. That, it was important. Okay, so, um, Wendy Williams, mm-hmm. yeah. how you doing? How you doing? So, she really has been out of sight for, I would say, a year and a half, maybe even, not two years, but it's been quite a while. Yeah. But, you know, she was a mainstay on Fox at noon for 12 years. She had the Wendy Williams show. And it was a super fun show. And before that, she had a radio um, show in New York City, which was the number one morning oh, drive it was show. So good. And with Charlemagne the God. And yeah. so she, she's been in media forever. Yeah. And she knew everybody. And she overcomes some demons. I think she had a very serious drug problem earlier. 
before she went to the TV show. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the TV show, she had one son, Kevin, and her husband's name was Kevin. Mm-hmm. And so she has, um, when the TV show was kind of going off, she was having problems figuring out kind of what was going on with her body. Yeah. She had edema, and I know that's the wrong word, but what is it called when your ankles swell? My nurse. Oh, edema. Edema. That's just that's just yeah. a word for swelling. Yeah, and I think there was starting some using things were going on, and. Um, she was so much fun and likable, but her life around her was kind of falling apart because her husband at the time was cheating on her Yeah, and had the mistress in a house right down the street. And the straw that broke the camel's back with her was when they had a child. Yeah. And it was all over everywhere. I mean, just horrible. And I think it was just horrible for her. And they share a son, Kev Jr. together. Yeah. So she is executive produced, is one of the executive producer of this new documentary that we posted today. Oh. And it's called, um, I, I wrote How You Do It, but I know it's it's not the name of it. But it's um, it's going to be on Lifetime. And it's a two-part documentary. And it's like, where is Wendy? And so it's a really behind-the-scenes look that I feel like, wow, because it's very behind-the-scenes. Um, you know, talking about is is she off? Does she need a neurologist? Mm-hmm. And now that she has a garden, guardian, you know, yes. the problems with Wells Fargo, does she have any money left? Yeah. And she had yes people around her. And so you see interviewed in this documentary a little bit of Wendy, a little bit of her son, a little yes. bit of her sister, a little bit of someone who's a good friend. I don't even know who it is. Maybe your agent. Mm-hmm. But um, this is going to be on at the end of the month, um, February 24th and 25th. And Wendy was a force of life. Oh, she was so good. She was so much fun and just so over the top and so felt accessible, even though she probably wasn't. But her life was good and her show was really fun. Oh, so it was so different than a lot of people that, especially because she came from radio and I have, I, radio people are so funny because they'll say things, you'll say things a little out there. And when you come from TV background, a lot of you, t- you know, you kind of shut up a little bit uh, about a little more guarded. Yes, because you say, don't have as yeah, much time shut, to talk. Yeah, shut down a little bit. Of, yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't have to feel And yours. like you have to sign like a morality clause yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so people come from TV there. It's different, right? It's a different angle. Her coming from radio and doing a TV show felt so radio and the way she would talk. She's like, I don't know. I don't even like his face. Like she would say things like that. And you were like, this is so refreshing and hilarious. She would have the funniest clips. She and really her clips would. are still viral. They still are all around where she'd be like, I'm sorry, who said that? Like, right. what, raise your hand if you just right. hate your husband. Right. Like, she would, say, she would say things like that. And it was so disarming. I love, I love, 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 love Wendy Williams. It's, it's kind of interesting because I tried to make you watch this, but we had other stuff going on today. And Grant, I don't know if you watched it, but we posted the documentary trailer mm-hmm. on the Lori and Julia show page underneath the makeup, if you had need a wrinkle filler, mm-hmm. um, underneath another trailer for... Uh, the other trailer was um, Quiet Place 3. Yes. Oh, this looks so good. This one, if you haven't seen any of the Quiet Places, yeah. the first one took place, the first two took place in like a small town, right? Mm-hmm. And the first one was kind of like all the chaos of these alien invasions and you have to be absolutely quiet. And the second one, they bring you back to day one in the small town so you can see how everybody reacted to the initial invasion. Now they bring it to New York City, yeah, the good. loudest city in the country. Pretty good. And it, this is a trailer that will make you go, <gasps> yeah. you know, like it's no. really and I felt that way. I felt that way about the Wendy Williams trailer. Okay. And so what kind of Lori left me a pile. I, God love, God, God love her. Oh, she's Producer been sending Lori. me things. I, she won't send them to me. 
No, because she sends them to you. She sends them to more. It makes me laugh so hard. You don't it get it. it. You'll never get it because she she, just, you don't. You don't. She knows you don't. From need the grave, it. she will tell us. I, know. I just love this about her. I She's know. hysterical. And the time Jane's hilarious because I'll wake up to things. Oh yeah. Like I'll go. Oh yeah. She's oh, yeah. doing the Lord's work at night. I know it's funny. But so back to the Wendy Williams thing. I was reading yesterday about Hoda Cop Copti and uh, Jenna. Um, something Bush, Hagen, Hager Bush, yeah, you know, yeah. they do the 10 o'clock show yeah. or 11, 9 o'clock. I don't know what time. Whatever time they but do But anyway, it. she was talking about how hard it was for her to watch because Wendy Williams was a friend of the show. Yeah. And um, her fall was so public, I know. you know, and so um, it's interesting because she was one of the executive producers. So I hope this is really well done. Yeah. And I hope that she's okay, but you feel for her... Um, you feel for her. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a I hard thing. So I watched I think they had a clip last week. This yeah. this trailer I know is new, but they had a clip last week we were watching and I didn't know the extent of her addiction. Oh, she was addicted to heroin. I did, and cocaine big and time alcohol every day. Behind before TV, but she cleaned she became sober. But then the alcohol stuff seeped started. in. I know it started up. And yeah. I'm just saying that like for her to do a full show and have that intertwined is oh. just like, I mean, the w- most work a human will do is keep their addiction and and try to continue their lives. Yeah. And it was, it's amazing to know what she did while dealing with all this. And stuff. I don't even know what the state of her is today. Me neither. Because really, yeah. I don't I don't know. I get a feel from this. But one of the lines that she said is, I have no money. I'm yeah. going to tell you something. It can, If it happens to me, it could happen to you because she made a lot of money. And I don't know if it's because her ex-husband did something with it or if she just lost it in her moves and stuff. But it's really, it's it's sad, but I hope there's a happy ending or Me something. Too. I don't know what to expect because I don't know where she is. And maybe she's, because I know she always wants to come back. And, and I do hope that for her because she's Me a good too. person. She struggles with addiction. Yeah. And um, But anyway, that's posted and that will be something. I think interesting to watch. I'm excited. Oh, I yeah. um she I, she noted too. She was like, I know me asking for my privacy is rich because I've never given anybody right, their privacy. Right. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because you, you. I mean, I'm not a vindictive person to think like right. that, but once you bring that up, you're like, oh yeah, like your whole business, and so is mine. You know, right. our business is kind of poking right. at things, whatever. But yeah, she really when she said that point, I went, dang, you're right. Like, yeah. It'll be, and I, and it was so, I, I remember a really revealing moment when she was on finally with Andy Cohen and, and he's kind of like, she's kind of like, why haven't you invited me on before? And she goes, it, he said, basically, cause everyone hates her husband yeah. who was executive producing the Wendy show. Yeah. And she was no longer with him at the time. I mean, really, that was the, the basis. No one could stand her husband Dang. and no one wanted to be guests on her shows at the end of it. Cause everyone hated him. But, um, I just, I really hope the best for her, and I hope it's, um, I think it will be interesting, but if you want to see that, um, just the quick trailer, you can see it. Or maybe if you just want to watch something, A Quiet Place. Move to New York. Moving to New York. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to help their tourism. No, right? I don't don't think they need help. I'm just teasing. I know it. I I don't think apocalypse is going to happen. I know it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back, and it's time for the dirt alert. Hey gang, it's Julia here for Learning RX. One-on-one brain training, helping so many people um, from all over, from all different issues, um, really basically engaging their brain in a more um, powerful way 
to make sure that you are able to remember things, to learn things, to open up pathways. Um, Learning RX works. We know that reading is the number one thing that brings, reading and actually attention is the number one thing that brings kids to learning RX. Their reading program is so powerful because it combines the science of reading with cognitive training to get to the root causes of reading and learning issues. In a peer-reviewed journal um, documenting the impact of their reading program, everybody just says this is the one. The study showed an average of a four-year gain in reading skills in less than a year. Learning RX works. Call them today. Tell them Lori and Julia sent you. 952-949-6900. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Grant, what kind of dirty dirt are we having today? Yeah, I'm going to start this one off with just a quick little reminder. You opened up the show with this story yesterday, but it has to be just, rem- you just got to, this is so cool. Purple Rain, the stage musical, yes. is going to be debuting here in Minneapolis, where it should be debuted. This is just exciting news. Um, you know, I just wanted to just kind of get that out there again, because we kind of briefly, I believe, touched on it on the beginning of the show yesterday to start out the show. But I just wanted to, you know, get that one out to the folks that if you didn't hear the good news, we will be getting the first preview of Purple Rain here, the I stage musical. Um, also, I've been talking to you guys a lot about this show, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And I've been watching it. And you are. So where are you okay, at? Just... Two in. Two in, and that's good. Just the, two in. But- you see your, but you kind of, and I'm not going to give away, but the dog scene, the dog scene oh. at, the, at, the, at the art, oh. uh, the silent auction, mm-hmm. little weird, little weird, but you're getting a little mix of everything in this show. You're getting some action. You're getting some relationship development. You're right. getting um, some good, um, you know, spy type, right. you know, missions that they go on. Yeah. A little bit of everything. It is. But this show has some uh, drama behind it. Yes, it does. And this is old drama. This is old drama. Yeah, because this show was originally, uh, well... It was they were working on it back in 2021, being Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller Bridge. She, she wrote uh, uh, Fleabag. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. And uh, they were the original, the co-creators of this show. And she, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, was going to play the um, Maya. Erskine, that's the person who ended up taking the roles. Yeah, that right? she was the original co-star alongside Donald Glover, but uh, it has come out that they had a lot of different creative visions for the series, and uh, when they were co-creating it, that they they. And in his words, went through a like kind of a divorce right. on the set. Now, this stems from a little bit of what he was trying to explain. And maybe and I know you read this I article, read Julia. Yep. Julia, um, did you see the part where he talked about how on the set of Atlanta, it was kind of a writer's room right. where we could give each other kind of like a locker room mentality. I right? thought this was really interesting, Grant yeah. and Brittany and anyone else who's listening. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'll, I'll say all your names later. Candace and, and Diane and Tammy. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was interesting is because, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge 
wrote Fleabag by herself yes. yeah. and acted in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her vision and completely. in the UK, they don't have a collaborative environment like oh. we do. Yes. They don't have a quote unquote the writer's, writer's room. room. Exactly. I never knew that before. I didn't either. I learned so, that, yeah. yeah, I thought that was interesting. And so what you're alluding to is that Donald Glover is used to being in a collaborative situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she just had definitive thoughts about how it was going to go. And seven months they tried Seven months they invested in their time into this in and trying to do it together because they were both EVPing it, executive producing. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, Glover, he went out to say that I just don't think that we ever felt comfortable enough with each other. And that's OK. That's what happens when you have two captains, you right? know, essentially right? two captains. And he's not used to having two captains. Like we said, it. he talked about how his experience in the writing room in Atlanta, they would, they, you know, like I said, when I said earlier, it was like a locker room mentality. Right. They would give each other jabs. They would, right. you know, they would right. razz on each other to try yeah. to create that spirit going a little bit. It was like kind of, your idea sucks and yeah, not be yeah. pissed at each other when you're just, you're all, you all work together. Like you're like, 30, ah, 30 Thirty Rock showed that a lot. Yes, yes, they did. you're right. On you're the right, show. but not, but not to be sensitive and take it personally and totally. internalize it. And when she was writing, you know, Fleabag, like you said, she was by herself. Yes, she had nobody there to yes. to tell her. Well, maybe I don't like that. So it's not. And and, and he's not in any way, shape, or form blaming her. It not was just at a, all. It was just a separation or a, a differences in in creative uh, visions. And the headline is killer. It's like a real divorce. He said. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he said yeah. it felt like a divorce because they were so close and they were, you know, worked they, for seven months, like you said. Yeah. They worked on this so um yeah i mean i i fully recommend the show i i really am enjoying it but there's another key line because so here you are collaborating with someone you both have equal invested yep. time invested into the project okay mm-hmm. and then you decide to part ways who gets the cat he said uh, i thought that was a really interesting line because i i know a lot of people have collaborated with someone or decide they were going to go in business with someone and i have a, a family member that doesn't live here that went into business with someone and it's like they had to step back. It was their idea, but they didn't get any of the profits because they just had to get out because it was too toxic yeah. of an environment, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. So I just thought, I thought that was really good. And he said, he said, you know, like he thought she wasn't fully in love with where they were going anyway. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure these two are cool, but I bet it was, I mean, that's hardcore. I think that's such good insight. You both kind of hit on the idea of how they work. And sometimes you could get along with somebody well and you may not work the same vibe and if she he's coming from a collaborative and she yeah. always has her ideas poked through like it, it's it's her idea at the end and that doesn't happen that would that would be brutal and, right and as for the cat question i think this is where it's stuck with donald glover here and and you maybe you know you you can see this in the article uh, he was also it was he was creating it with uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge and the one time Atlanta collaborator, Francesca Sloan. So right. maybe the fact that the two of them right. were the three, right. they got to keep the project in there. And it would pocket. be like Grant every day for you. You come in, Lori and I are used to bringing, <laughs> you started our show a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we're like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But everyone, you know, we learn how to work together and absolutely. everything. Yeah, you, but you, it's, you grow that together. But it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. And they had a long term relationship who was with it before. But it's, I, I like, you know, breakups are hard and it can mm-hmm. be in all different areas of your life. 
And it's good publicity for the show, too, by the way. Yeah, and he... Mr. Pop- and Mrs. Smith, it's really good. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's slow, but it's good. It's a little slow. And like, a, and if you watch it, you'll you'll see that the, the childish... Which I call him Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. I do, too. That's yep. his rapping um, persona, but... He's beautiful. He, he's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Lori and I saw him perform in, in L.A. He's beautiful. He's, he's, got, he's got the abs. He's gorgeous. Yes. Oh, my gosh, there's something about those abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donald Glover, on top of that, just to add to this, he has confirmed that the, he does have a script for the movie Community, and oh. I remember he starred in that yeah. show with um, oh gosh, well, I'm not going to bring the name. Joe up, McHale, Joe McHale, yeah. yeah. So, um, but there is a script for it. He hasn't read it yet because he's working on Mrs. Mister and Smith, and he will be taking part in that one. So that's kind of cool. We have about a minute left here, and I'm going to go to this story because I don't know if we got to it last week while you were gone, and All I want right. to bring this up. Julia Fox. What is, does the fox say? She is going to be co-hosting a fashion competition series on E. Fantastic. Brittany, did you get to this story on last week? Ah, no, did? I don't Pete, th- tell us more. So I this love is this. interesting. So it's a half hour show. It would premiere on May 6th with two episodes. It's going to be on E. It's called OMG Fashion. You know how she carries out like the yes. OMG Fashion. And at each episode, we'll have three contestants that will be challenged to create a boundary breaking look born from Fox's beauty bold brain using materials and techniques that would make fashion so-called gatekeepers squirm well all right and so she's barely their look yeah barely their look and so there will they will (laughs) there's going to be three of them they're going to select the winner who will receive ten thousand dollars cash for their winning you know the the best design and then she said her hope is that the biggest hope is that our viewers will get inspired by what we create on the show and recreate those looks at their home using their old junk that they have just laying around Kind of a fun idea. I mean, Julia Fox has just put herself into the limelight. And this is stunt casting 100%. I love her. I yeah. I could watch yep. her yep. just I put think up people, drapes and I would watch We will watch, watch that. it because she's... She's enthralling. She yeah, is. she is. I love her. Love yep. I'm, I'm in for this one. Thanks like for it. that, Grant. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Then there was a scandal. I did go to that scandal. I went to that concert. The scandal. That's Tusk. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mm -hmm. Mac. And you know what? Okay, so... This is my origins of why I chose Fleetwood Mac. First off, they are the most enthralling band story ever. Yeah, they do have a lot of drama. A lot, which like we're here for. Mm-hmm. Also, I showed Grant this at the um, beginning of the day. So right now, you may see Silver Springs' performance uh, pop up on your social media. And it is... A breakup song for the ages. Uh, Stevie Nicks is staring Lindsay um, Buckingham right in the face as she sings the lines from Silver Springs. And there's like a level of pettiness to be able to sing to your ex. Like, you will not forget me. Like, you will still hear my name. We will still, like, you will remember me no matter the amount of time. No matter if I said to a pizza for pizza that said I'm breaking up. No matter what. And it is a level of pettiness we are all grabbing onto on the internet. It is a lot of people's Roman Empire of like, so I wanted to break down what happened in Fleetwood Mac. It's a lot. 
I mean, more than I even, I think I bit off more than I could chew, but we'll try to break this down. All right. So, uh, Fleetwood Mac was formed in the late 60s by guitarist Peter Green and was joined by Mick Fleetwood and John McVie. By the 70s, McVie's wife, a very talented keyboardist, Christine McVie, along with another guitarist, Bob Weston, joined. Then 1973 rolls around, and when they were on tour, keep in mind, on tour, Weston had an affair with Mick Fleetwood's wife, Jenny Boyd. After Fleetwood discovered this... He uh, divorced Boyd and kicked Weston out of the band, left an opening. Weston's departure set to stage uh, for the entrance of this couple. They're Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. They'd been together, I think, like eight years prior to that. So they they were kind of on and off again. They would people would describe their relationship as a tad toxic, explosive. Um, When they were good, they were great. Uh, Then we have so we have a lot of relationships between the band members and they started deteriorating during the process of making rumors, which is the big album. They're the a huge one. album. Mm-hmm. So, uh, however, as Stevie Nicks once said, devastation leads to writing good things. They were creating great music, even though literally all of them were kind of following, falling apart. Right. The saga then continues as Christine and John McVie were experiencing trouble in their relationship and settled on a divorce to be completed after the end of the six-month tour for the album. Okay. However, Christine found a new lover in the band's lighting director and uh, relying upon her feelings and newfound love to pen the song You Make Loving Fun, where she lied to John and said that she made the song about her dog. So, like, add another layer of another person involved sleeping then with another band member who they're all going to tour with. Okay, wait a minute. And they're writing songs about, and they're singing songs about, and they're, they're, they're all cheating on each other. On stage, singing about things of you make loving fun and being like, yeah, that was about our dog. Like, no, that we, you'd have to be pretty delusional to believe that lie. And sometimes we have to. Do you be think delusional. when she sang the song, she'd have him put the spotlight on her? Yeah, probably. That's what. That's I'm trying what's so to look wild. back at him. Oh, this would have been. This oh. would have been killer. If- they talk about the tension in this band. You could cut with a knife, but yet they somehow managed to work together and make amazing songs. Fleetwood Mac, we're talking about. Okay, Fleetwood Mac. All right, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham started going through similar issues at the exact same time as them okay. and engaged in a different process. Uh, Buckingham and Nick's had this on and off again relationship that we said lasted eight years, and they were definitely reaching their breaking point. Their arguments and screaming matches carried over in the studios and rumors is full of songs specifically devoted to their feelings about each other. Uh, Buckingham wrote go your own way in his response to his breakup. And in contrast, Stevie's own version of the breakup um, anthem was dream Fleetwood uh, Max most stream song on Spotify. So his dreams. Remember you made me do the, the thing that was the ocean spray cranberry juice. It was yeah during COVID. You made me do a video in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah, those videos. Me, yeah. She was, yeah. And I was crawling on the ground. Oh yeah. When, when that was during COVID. We were convinced <laughs> we were going to be TikTok stars. We're still working on it. I don't even have it. Yeah. It's fine. No, yeah, it is. So, the second most famous song on that album is The Chain, and it yep. refers to, uh, it was written by Stevie Nicks, and the song describes an invisible chain holding the group of people together when it's time to run its course, and it's time to sever the chain for the well-being of all involved. But they didn't. Yep. It is rumors that the band also consumed, they said, several miles worth of cocaine, and oh. even considered giving their dealer a credit on the album. It, I'm telling you, 
this was the times. Right? Every single person in the 70s in a rock band. I'm And I'm really, I don't think, I'd say 90%. I don't yeah. think people they realize so how insane Fleetwood wasted. Mac was. But so were all of the yes. big bands. Yes. Everyone was just messed up all the time. <laughs> yeah, they were. I just mean like their ability, because most bands, they get in one fight and they're like, I'm not walking with him anymore. I'm done. And these people are like, yeah, I hate her, but, but I'm going to write a song and make full eye contact and on stage. Fun, right? And like, uh, you make loving fun being about how she cheated on her husband and is pretending that it's a, a song about her dog is hilarious wow it's like a level of pettiness that we should all really strive to be is there like be. a documentary about Fleetwood Mac there's yet? like a bunch of stuff yeah. on there and I ended up finding a great article uh, Grant posted it I on our sh- oh you're fine okay. I still have to get to the iconic Rolling okay. Stone all right. photo alright tell me um, but if, uh, check out our sh- Grant posted on our show page he posted the um, the, the photo um, and then also you have to look up um, Silver Springs. I posted that video as well. Oh, awesome! Silver so, Springs video of straight up uh, Stevie Nicks, and we'll have to, we'll play the song out when yeah. it's time to go. This ending of her singing this while making eye, t- eye contact <laughs> is literally it's bone chilling. It is, and like, you want to start it at like three forty. That's where okay. the that's where the eye contact starts. And and just to mention, there is a good. It's called Unbroken Chain on Prime Video. Watch Fleetwood Mac Unbroken okay. Chain. It's a documentary that you can check out. So and at the end, it's like uh, you'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. <laughs> Time casts a spell on you, but you won't forget me. And she's oh, staring geez. him down, and he's staring back. It literally makes me want to poop my skirt. Wow. Um. Okay, but here's where we need to make sure we note. So the uh, Rolling Stones did this amazing cover of Fleetwood Mac, and on the cover, it has all five band members laying in a bed together. At the time of the shoot, Christine and John McVie were in the midst of their divorce. So Lindsay Buckingham, Lindsay Buckingham had just split up with Stevie Nicks. And she and Mick Fleetwood were cuddled together because she didn't want to be with her um, ex. Christine and Lindsay were cuddled up on the right side as Christine didn't want to be with John in the light of the recent divorce proceedings. Instead, John was on the right alone reading a Playboy. And in the middle, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac were holding one another. And this this photo shoot, they're claiming, happened just a year before they, they began their affair. Yeah. Everyone so partners So she states switch. that... The uh, photo shoot planted the seed for Mick and me, which happened a year later. They both switched yeah. partners, which Literally. is wild. Like, and then they and they did. They've still do, this performance that they're we're gonna play a clip of here is literally as this a post all this stuff. But I've never seen this cover. I'm so glad you brought this to us because it is. It's just uh, a wild. It's not a triangle. It's a square. It's a square. Um, and um, or almost a rectangle because we have the lighting guy in there. Yeah, we could have another corner. I mean, it's right? just crazy. About- and add the dog on the floor because yes. we're pretending the song's about him. Hysterical. But yeah, so here is the song that she sings aggressively at him. It's so good. It is bone chilling. I love. This. I can't even make eye contact if I I have to ask for ranch twice. The idea of looking at my ex and being like, "You will remember me," oh God, so literally oh. gives me indigestion. I cannot. You're so fun, Grant. <laughs> isn't fun. it so good? It's. I was just observing, continuing to watch it in here, and she's just scowling at him. 
with all the force in her voice, and he's just looking back like he has to take it, but he's yeah, staring okay, right I back love at this. her. It's so you. I know the fact that he doesn't break eye contact too just makes me just love this situation even more. Yeah, go I watch it. it. Go watch. Thank oh, you thanks, so much. Guys. That was, that a was blast. fun. Thank you for doing that. We'll be right back. This is just one of the many amazing songs you're going to hear at Beautiful, uh, the Carol King musical. This is when. Carol King, you know, was young. She wrote for everybody else. Yeah. And then she does her own first album and like, oh my gosh, that's when we found out who Carol King was because we heard her sing her songs, but she recorded, she did so many songs. I can't wait for this. March 1st at the Chan. Just I'm scared because I feel like you and I are going to go together. And if I learned anything from the Donna, Donna Summer um, oh, show, I don't know if I can go to iconic shows with Here's you. Here's what's going to happen. If I have a, if I can't, you know, if my throat's still sore, yeah. you heard a tea. Um, Panda gave us a tea. What tea should I be drinking? Oh, yeah. I said sore you. throat. I've, I've so been on nice. steroids. I've been on. It's inhalers. I've been on everything. The brand is Balance Grow, and it's honey, citron, and ginger tea. Oh, I like that. Honey, citron, and ginger. But I okay. sent you, don't worry, I sent you the link, obviously. All right, and ginger. I like that. And okay. She's saying, I think she said we can get it at Costco. All right, I love that. Balance. Okay. All right, I need something. Gosh, it's hard. I've got honey in here. All right, so tonight, mm-hmm. if you're watching a couple things on the Tuberuski. Yeah, tell me what's on. Um. Okay, so... Um, not dead yet, and it has um, the delightful Gina Rodriguez, who was in um, Silver Virgin or The Last American Virgin, or what the hell was the name of her show? Okay. Was hysterical, but she's hysterical. So how I got to know her, besides the show I watched her in all the time, which is I'm going to find it out right now. Um, she was in um, oh come on, Spy Kids, I Want You Back. She was in. Um, all right, she was in whatever. The Last American Virgin? Is it, that's It wasn't an, the name of the show. Something. That's from 82. That's yeah, but that was it. it. I know. Oh, that was me. Okay. <laughs> that was you in 82. <laughs> I mean. Anyway, I can't think of the name of her silly show. If um, I was alive, I'm sure I would have been a virgin, she, too. It's fine. She's so cute and darling. And yeah. so I fell in love with her again on Hollywood Facelift mm-hmm. with Jeff Lewis. And he goes and does her backyard. But really, she wanted him just to do this deck. She has a brand new baby. And her and her husband, all they talk about is all we do is screw. Okay. Um, yes, Jane the Virgin. That's way better than the last American Virgin. Thank you, Sam. Oh, that's um, good. Jane the Virgin. Okay. Good job, Sam. And that's such a great show. If people haven't seen it yet. People love that show. I loved it. And she's delightful, but she's so giddy. And all she did was talk about Jeff Lewis, about we just want a place to, you know, Screw over here, screw over there, screw here, everywhere. And it's a, it's a thread throughout the whole season two of Hollywood Facelift, which is about remodeling houses. And um, she's so delightful, so happy, and so char- charming. And so her show is in the second season. It's called Not Dead Yet. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's, she's dead, right? But she comes back kind of as a ghost, and she gets a job as an obituary writer. And the critics can't stand it. Yeah. The audience loves it. That's what I keep hearing. Loves it. And so it's on tonight. And, and then people just keep talking. I kind of want to watch really it. Hilarious. I've heard it's very funny. It's um, at 8.30 on ABC. And the Abbott Elementary is hysterical. That's at 9 on ABC. Oh, Abbott Elementary is yeah. hilarious. That principal on there is the funniest person. I think so, too. So those are a couple things. And then... um I don't know. We need to talk about where we're at with The Bachelor. We talked about how we were going to mention this. So Joey's our bachelor. I love him. I love him as well. Very likable. um, Into him. I'm having a problem. I think that 
I loved The Golden Bachelor so much. I'm having a problem with The Bachelor. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Ask okay. And, hey, and if anyone else is among friends here, I know. I, know, I love you. If if um if it was only an hour, I love I think, that. I think there was something in the magic. I wanted more from The Bachelor, The Golden Bachelor, but same. yet at the same time, I loved that it was only an hour. Me too. Because they packed so much in. And we didn't have time for all the silly drama between these two girls that are having this dumb the made-up drama. produced drama. It's it's, you can tell it's not real drama and The Bachelor. I'm sick of their antics. That's what it is on The Bachelor. And they're trying to st- spread it out too much because really, I kind of liked the one hour. I'm having trouble. I'm willing to give it an hour. I'm willing to give it an hour a week. And then, okay, here's where I'm having problems with. And I want to hear. Yes. I've, I got to talk to my neighbor, Carrie. She's like a bachelor diehard. But so many people watch it. Yeah. So many people watch it. And I love that for them. I love a good reality show. Here's what I'm having problems with. Uh, uh, agreed with the two hour thing, drying things out. There's too many girls there. Like, it's like 45 girls, it feels like still. And we are on week two. And the only name I know is Daisy and Maria. Yes. Nothing else. End of yes. list. I, I would agree with you. It's too many girls. It's two two hours. We right. it's it's I felt like they did the Golden Bachelor the right way. I would agree with you. And because they accidentally didn't think it was gonna give as much action, I hope they don't change the formula for the Golden Bachelor. I kind of agree. I kind of agree with you one hundred percent. I'll stay with it because mostly because I like getting attention from um you and Lori. And the things is that, that I do give, is that what we do it for you. Mm-hmm. We give you. <laughs> yep. All I need is like the only motive I, uh, motivation I need is to know that like you guys are watching it and I'll go fine. I'll keep watching God, it. You're so cute. But two hours and then next week it's two days in a row. Yeah, that's a lot. Four hours this week. Are you They're asking me? a lot. They're asking a lot. They're asking a lot. Like, what us. if I had a hobby? I mean, luckily well, I don't. You do. You have a baby. <laughs> yeah, there's a kid. There. Okay, but like she goes to bed at seven thirty, so like I can party. Oh my and by gosh. party, I mean watch reality TV. But, like, it's a lot. I, I would agree. Right. I would agree. Get her to start had, doing the dishes. I right, Step one. I, step one, get her to do Shannon, the dishes. Shannon, I'm working on okay, it. Okay, so my little sister, you know, lives in Montana. And Montana's just changed since 1984 when she went there. Both my sisters live in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. And she has a store there. If anyone ever goes, it's Ceramic Cuts Specialty Tiles. It's on four corners next to Montana Expressions on it's, your way to Big Sky and the club. It's chic. And everything. It's chic. So yesterday, so she's telling me today, well, yeah, yesterday was kind of a weird day at work. And, you know, there were these guys in, I guess, I think they're HGTV guys. And, you know, one was really tall and one was short. And they just kept wanting to talk to me. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? You know, yeah. what? And she just, just doesn't. She get, doesn't care. She doesn't care. Love those kind of people. And they're like, because you're funny. And she's like, oh, whatever. You know, whatever. It was just. She's Your so sister's funny. so, so she's like, like beyond because, that. Because, you like, know, Reba McIntyre came in there. And she doesn't and we, care. she had no idea who it was. And she doesn't care. She's the type that would go, but yeah. she goes, look at how cute you are. Now, where are you from? <laughs> you know, she just doesn't care. But care. she's perfect for Montana. Because oh. Montana doesn't care. Like, well, my dad lives in Montana. The have moved there. But I'm just saying that, yeah. like. They it's don't. True. They're not going to pretend like no. you're something unless no. you're something. Yeah. Like you're nice. You have to be a nice person. Yeah. And it's exhausting. But it was nice. so funny. I'm like, what show? And she goes, I don't know. There was a tall guy and a short guy. And I'm like, oh, that really helps me out here. You so know? Did you Google tall guy and short guy? Basically. HGTV. I have no idea what it is, but it was very funny. So I'd be curious if she ever shows up. But she's like, I don't know. They were in for a long time. And I'm like, I've got work to do. She didn't sign the release. So it's like a blurred head. I don't know if she did. That's what I'm going to ask her. Obviously, I forgot that. to ask that because you know, you got. When's say. the last time you signed a release? 
I feel like Believe I should sign not. a release to come in and work with you. Believe it or not, first off, you're going to put that sweater on all wrong. Everything bad is happening with you right now with that sweater. Um, also, I've done the, the show nobody's today asked me to Nobody's asked me to sign the re- release ever. Nobody's wanted me in their program in the history of ever. <laughs> like, nobody's been like... Can you please? Is this a telling sign? Yeah. I've never had to sign an NDA, believe it or not. Nobody's told me a secret ever. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You're missing out on Thank so you. much in life. Thank you. Like, you're like everyone else. I don't know that we have. have I don't know. Si- Grammy, you've never signed an NDA? Grant, what's happening over there? You've been so quiet today. Uh, I, was just, I know you have a guest. Yeah, we got uh, Sam, who's been training in with us. And he Hi, brought Sam. us. Yeah, he's been, uh, he, he's, uh, he works over at our brother station score. Yes. But over here, I was just uh, kind of seeing if there's any breaking late, you know, kind of stories out there's there. There's breaking news. Yeah, we well. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's right. Britney Spears said she once made out with Ben Affleck. I saw that. No. Love that. I totally. That would be my <laughs> type. That Benny. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like. Oh, totally. He's a wreck of a person. I would love that. <laughs> I, I, I love understand. you for even. I understand. I I get it too. You I gotta it. be honest. Greg gets I, I get it. it too. Oh, I would too. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it too. Grant would too. Mm-hmm. Love um, you all. Everybody have a great night tonight. We will be right back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. Job done. Off you go.